Hello, it's uh, Danny Howell again with uh, more tales from Southern Indiana and uh, following up on uh, an episode right away from the last one since I went so long between uh, the previous and the one before that. Um, so I've been thinking a bit about uh, pollution. And, uh, you know, when I grew up in Southern Indiana in the late 50s and the early 60s, nobody really expected anything other than pollution, to tell you the truth. Uh, it was uh, one of the one of the things that we kind of felt entitled to and a sign of industrial activity in the, in the southern part of the state where there wasn't much to begin with. So the, uh, the main thing we had by way of industry from the start of the, of the 20th century and still pretty active when I was, I was growing up there was a great big Lehigh Portland cement plant in the middle of southern Indiana. Don't ask me why, we had a lot of strange things in the middle of southern Indiana. There's a naval base down there, a naval depot, uh, and any water near there, but that's where they got a naval depot. Anywho, the, uh, the cement plant had two giant smokestacks that just belched out um, white smoke all the time. And the pollution was not great when I was a kid. We had a, a lilac bush in a front yard that always looked more like kind of uh, off whitish gray rather than green and uh, as kids we'd run through the fields and the cement dust would kick up in little clouds while we were making our way through the tall grass and stuff and well, I always thought you know it's probably a good idea not to drink too much water because you know, my lungs might turn to rock you never know the uh, <laughs> the the thing about the and the cement dust apart from just the individual experiences you know I always said that our dogs both barked and coughed was that it was a source of at least a nuisance, uh, if not a health threat, for a long, long time in the town. The cement dust during the summer used to gather up so bad that it would kind of hang around over town like a big yellow cloud. And uh, one of the articles that I dug up from 1952 from uh, one of the hometown papers has the headline, it says, uh, Cement Dust Problem at Mitchell Aired. And, explored, but it says A-I-R-E-D, what the heck, it's local paper. And it mentions among there that uh, many citizens have been irked for years at cement dust settling on their doorsteps and household belongings. Others have said that the dust uh, means the plant is operating and families are eating. Of course, they're probably eating cement dust. Uh, the, the dust really would just gather up on front steps and stuff if you were close enough to the plant. And in the olden days, it was worse than it was when I lived there. And then around 1961, a big chunk of the plant blew up. And um, the, uh, it killed three people and injured some folks and shot one guy 100 feet through the air. And he landed and was able to get up and walk away, apparently. It was quite a thing. And um, after that, at some point, the... Uh, uh, plant cleaned itself up a little bit, and it still belched white smoke, but it only hung over the bad part of town where I lived. It no longer hung over the downtown part that upset more of the people who had some pull, I guess. And so I, I, I think that maybe they used some insurance money. It was interesting. Years later, in the 1980s, a fellow, an engineer uh, from Indiana, came out to see me for some reason that I can't recall anymore and he had been one of the insurance investigators for that explosion. And he said, whether it's right or not, I don't know, that 
The problem was caused by a change of a type of, of gas that they used from one that smelled to one that didn't. And the one that didn't apparently uh, started leaking and built up into a large interior chamber. And who knows, maybe someone lit a match, smoked a cigarette, uh, whatever, but uh, there you went. Uh, uh, biggest explosion probably in the history of the town. Not that many things there to explode, but that one was something that, that would and did. Um, a lot of things I wish would explode while I was there, probably like the school, but that one was that one was eventful and and you know and it 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 it, it reminded me as I thought about it of just how we dealt with with other pollutants. I never learned to swim because the only place you could swim uh, in my town was the state park and it had a lake, but the lake was so heavily polluted that the lifeguard made you get out every five minutes to let the silt settle back down. And, um, and we just didn't care uh, about the, the stuff because we were young and thought we'd live forever. So when the mosquito truck would drive by, <laughs> belching out all that uh, insecticide, we'd all get on our bikes as fast as we could and ride behind it. So it was like riding in the clouds. And, uh, uh, and I think now, as I think back up on it, you know, it doesn't seem like it was such a terrible inconvenience to deal with things like that and like the cement dust. I may have mentioned in an earlier episode that if you had a car, uh, and you lived close to the plant, you had to wash your car once a week in pure vinegar or else the cement dust permanently attached to the paint. I was too lazy to do it, so I had a 1965 Ford Galaxy that was always kind of off-white instead of red, when it was, which was its original color. So, growing up, I'm glad that uh, I've been able to, uh, to live in a safer environment, but I still kind of miss the clouds in southern Indiana. They have these great big puffy clouds you don't have out east. And of course, they have the cement dust clouds. Thanks a lot for listening and uh, appreciate it. Talk to you soon.